Okay, so Graham. Yes. This is this could be a first, but I've thought up an opening joke. Oh wow, I'm excited. Um, so what do you call an animal that has four legs, two horns, and is invisible in a field of grass? I don't know. A gilly goat. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, that's that's good. That's good. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, I like it's, that. it's topical and it's, it's good. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. My name is Matthew. And I'm Graham. And today we're going to be talking about Modern Warfare, sorry, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, which... Um, Originally came out alongside Infinite Warfare. Oh, what year was that? Was that 2017? Yeah, I thought it was last year. Oh, it was 2016, actually. 2016. Wow. Okay. Huh. It actually came out the day before I got married. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Wow. I didn't realize it was that old. Anyhow. No, I didn't realize either. It didn't feel that old. Yeah, well, the game Modern Warfare originally came out in 2007, um, and as far as remasters go, I think this was a very um, good one. Like it, it graphically, it, it held held up well. It felt like something that would come out on the PS4 now, like just from any other developer. So, I mean, graphically at least. Um, what What do you think, Graham? Yeah, I thought it could like there were little things like how flat the ground was and mm. stuff like that, but not anything super obvious or like distracting Mm -hmm. i thought on the whole like it was it was very it was a good look good good looking game yeah um and so do you have much of a history with the call of duty franchise or has it kind of passed you by yeah almost none i've played like a little bit of the multiplayer um with friends like like local multiplayer sometimes but okay yeah cool um not much in the way of like the campaigns, or I've never owned a Call of Duty game before this. Okay, okay, very interesting. Hmm. Yeah, how about you? Um, I played Call of Duty quite a bit back in the day. I played Call of Duty 1 up until, up until Modern Warfare 3. That was probably the last one that I bought and like had played and beaten. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I was never really big on the multiplayer. I'm just not a big multiplayer guy. But uh, for the single-player experiences, I really did. They're they're solid shooters all around. Um, particularly, I think the Modern Warfare ones uh, are are quite good. Uh, Modern Warfare two and three introduced like a, a co-op spec. It's called Spec Ops mode. Okay. Like uh, specialty missions that you have to do. And me and my uh, my online buddy from England, we used to play them and um, for the trophies. So that that's always a good memory to me for me of Call of Duty. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, I mean, again, I think, I think Call of Duty is, is one of those franchises that people kind of love to hate or hate to love, or I think it's kind of like it's very very popular, but also has its um, controversies. Which I don't know if you've read into the controversies surrounding the remaster, Graham, but we could probably talk about that later. Okay. Yeah, anyways, um, what did you think of the game? So, like, 
I don't, I have, I have a little bit of a mixed opinion of it. Okay. Um, on one hand, like it's a really solid game, in that like the shooting's good, the the levels were actually, um, especially like as the game progressed, were really interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the story I found was fairly weak overall. Um, okay. Which is funny because like one of my, I, I can remember in like elementary school, my <laughs> friends would were talking about this game and discussing the story and like the uh, political elements of it. And I'm, it was kind of expecting something a little bit more like political okay. going into it, but um, it was fairly straightforward. It was um, kind of action movie, but um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I guess the thing that like really kind of threw me for a loop was um, how like I haven't played a game a modern military shooter before. Okay, and I felt like a bit of an old man, but <laughs> I didn't. I don't completely agree with it. Um, okay, it almost felt in places. Like one of those um, shooter games in an arcade where the guys pop up behind the walls and you shoot them. Um, right. Like it, it contrasts that with like, it's got this military bro. Like, I, and I just want to put it out there. I don't have anything against the military, but um, like the kind of hoorahs and the like trash talking and the mm. i i don't know like i wasn't a big fan of that just personally see that's that's interesting because I, I i totally see where you're coming from but i almost kind of have a sense that the game's a little actually um anti-war um perhaps not in like like i like I more of like, a tongue-in-cheek thing yeah like so like the game to me it, it it's very I mean, from what I cannot tell and reasonably deduce, it's a reasonable concept of this is what our like modern warfare looks like. You know, um, these are real life scenarios that might happen, you know, in the Middle East or, you know, with, you know, civil war groups. Um, and so, yeah, it has like that military broness and the uras and like the kill the pigs type type concept in, in the story. But um one of my favorite aspects about the Call of Duty games is the kind of like the the quotes or the facts that you get when you die, and when you game over, um, and 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 there are a lot of anti-war quotes, but also like things like cost of one AC-130, it's like two billion dollars. Yeah. Right. So it's like those little comments to me, it's like that's not a celebration of war. That's like a subtle reminder of of what the cost of war war is like from. <laughs> From like a, just a fiscal perspective of like this is what it costs to build this one plane, you know, or shoot this one missile, right? Um, so I I guess it kind of maybe for me it kind of stands somewhere in the middle. Um, okay. Yeah, at least I mean I was playing on 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 veteran, right? Okay, um, I was playing on the easiest setting. Okay, so I'm assuming you probably didn't die all that much. Oh, I died a lot. Oh really? Okay, interesting. Um, I was dying a lot, so I probably saw every single quote or, or fact that came through. Um, 
I died so many times from exploding cars. Oh, really? Okay. Like, easily half of my deaths were from wow. exploding cars, and then the other half were from grenades. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, you keep going. Yeah, well, um, I, I, I mean, I guess it's that, that line that it kind of toes. Um, I mean, obviously, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the military, like, approves of these games and lets the soldiers play these games because in a sense like there is that kind of like pro soldier pro military aspect i mean you if if it hits a lot of the beats yeah of that like no man left behind when you go rescue the person trapped in the yeah uh, the helicopter crash and then you've got your sneaking through like the ghillie suit stuff and yeah um i i I think the level that probably hits that closest to me and it was something that i didn't pick up the first time playing through is the mission where you're in the ac-130 the the dialogue there is the ac-130 the the um plane where you shoot from the sky uh in uh i think it's in russia um with you know, like with the thermal imaging, and you can blow you you blow them up with different types of weapons. Oh, oh, the one where you're in the helicopter. You're when you're in the plane, yeah. And you've got the the gun. You've did yeah the different Correct. yeah 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 yeah. Um, I mean the the dialogue that's that's kind of written and integrated into that is very, um, it's very military casual, and and it it was really interesting to me because it, it was like they're like uh, check that you know range and we're the rogies and oh you got that guy look at him he went flying like very like casual but it, it but like a professional casual so i i applaud them for like their level of that 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 um audio direction in in that section um but it was kind of like 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 you're saying eye-opening like the way they're talking about you know the hostiles being killed or eliminated is kind of kind of like oorah yeah, like one thing I noticed the game doing a lot was it would um, put you in situations where you were not at the front of the action, um, where you played a major role, but you were not often the person first through the door. Um, mm. It would give you sniper rifles. It never gives you a shotgun. Um, it gives you like long range rifles, heavy rifles. Um, but it never, like, it puts you in a helicopter shooting a minigun, or it puts you, um, only in, like, the very beginning of the game does it actually put you, like, face-to-face with the enemy for, like, a good chunk of the game. Hmm. Um, and I found, I found that kind of, like, interesting, um, how, like, it kind of tries to i i felt like it was especially like the the mission that we were talking about where it's it's black and white you just see people running around and it's like oh yeah you got it that was a good shot like you got them like it felt like an arcade game like it wasn't real right Hmm. and i i assume that a lot of this has to do with my personal biases but um it's it didn't jive with me well. Okay. 
Um, That's really interesting. And like, whenever you are never in a position of command, um, ah, you're never directly res- like you can never be directly held responsible for your actions. Um, I would kind of argue like you always have the captain, even when you are the captain in the flashback, you are a subordinate. Right. Um, and I guess it just, uh, yeah, it felt like dis, like disinterested in actually portraying humans. Hmm. And I, like, that's the thing, like, technically the game is fantastic. The level design is great. Like, the guns feel fantastic. The, the story keeps you going. Um, but like something about it just didn't, it just rubbed me the wrong way. So now do you, do you think that that is like the game portraying war in that way? Or is that just the way that I'm perceiving it or no, that just the way that that like modern militaries perceive war, right? Um, like, is that just the way it is right and the game is just reflecting that or 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 presenting that to us like it might be i have little to no knowledge of how yeah the actual military works yeah Yeah. um i guess i think of stuff like world war ii or like world war one where it is very like this is the worst that things could possibly be Mm. to be like in the trenches or like we we see a lot of World War Two as the horror of war, right. and a lot of modern mo- war as the heroics of war. Right, and like the the coolness of it, and the yeah, yeah. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah. See, it's 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 interesting. You think? Well, you mentioned that you felt the plot was a little weak. I actually feel like. Um, I don't know the words. The words I would use would be like it has a very. Um, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Like it was a standard I, plot. Oh, I I feel like it had a pretty tight script. Okay. Um, you know you know you. You're introduced to the bad guy. Um, that was cool. Learn, I mean, yeah, you learn what his intentions are. You see the fallout of of his actions. Then, you know, you dig a little deeper and there's this other bad guy and you take him down. And, and like, the game is not necessarily, well, except for, like, the, the the last mission where it's, like, you stop the missiles from exploding. Mm-hmm. It's not really, like, you know, um, like, you are the hero. It's mostly kind of a revenge story, almost. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There is actually a surprising amount of, like, you not succeeding yeah, or like yeah. things don't go the way you expect, and I, I do actually quite appreciate that about the story. Like I did not expect the nuke to go off, or yeah. like his son to kill himself. Like, yeah, those were actually genuinely interesting twists, for me. Um, yeah, and I and I think I think that's why Modern Warfare in particular is so. I think it's really cemented itself in in the first person shooter history of, like. Like, for example, the nuke going off, it's like that moment where you as the main player are, are you die, right? And it's kind of taken it out of your hands. I think that 
was probably pretty revolutionary at the time um and even with um like we talked about we before the podcast were talking about the mission all gillied up mm-hmm. and you you made a great comment if you want to make it again so i don't steal your thunder <laughs> uh i don't remember what it was okay well you were saying like how you know that mission comes halfway through the game right and up until that point everything's been straight combat 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 you know push forward push forward action-packed fast-paced to then just slow everything down and make it stealth based right um and i think that's why that mission sticks out in so many people's minds and, and memories because it is that like total deviation from the form of the game um and to basically a different way a different gameplay style um but it's such a it's a solid level all around yeah they actually managed to make like a a fun stealth level inside of a game that i would never have expected stealth elements from right yeah no that was yeah. definitely definitely the highlight of the game for me mhm mhm And I was actually, I was, I was pretty surprised because I kind of expected it to be very fast paced and it, like it was, but you did have to be surprisingly tactical about it. Like if you just ran out into an open field, you would get gunned down. Yeah. That's why I, 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 I put it on veteran for the trophies, of course, but I, I, from compared to other Call of Duty titles that I played on the hardest difficulty, I felt like this was. It was always fair. It very rarely felt cheap. There were a couple moments where it felt cheap. But, like, if you took it slow, if you used your team and you used cover, and you, you could advance slowly and surely and, like you said, make a tactical plan. Yeah. You know, guy in the roof, guy in the second window, move forward. Um, and then if you're not careful, if you turn a corner without clearing properly, or if you, you know, aren't looking... Um, you you die in two hits on veteran like oh, literally wow. two two hits you're dead, so any little mistake, you know, can cause you to die, um, and that that to me also added to like the, I guess the the anti-war theme that I was feeling like oh I just turned the corner and I'm gone, <laughs> hmm. so um, yeah it's interesting because yeah. I had almost like the opposite, in that I could take a good seven or eight bullets before I went down. Right. Um, I just also want to admit that shooting through walls is so much fun. <laughs> like, I see the guy drop down behind cover and it's just like a sheet of plywood and I'm like, okay, I, I can you get fool. you. <laughs> that plywood won't protect you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like, I like, even like when you see a door close, like if you're not paying attention, you can miss that. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it is sort of like the arcadey kind of popping out, but you know, if you're paying attention and if you're being wise, you can catch those instances where, you know, enemies are trying to sneak up on you. Yeah. So. And you can shoot them through the door. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love how they give all the soldiers names. That was interesting. Yeah, I really appreciated that, because um, like as you're moving through the streets in the Middle East, it's like you've got I had these like these two privates with me, and we we're we we're like kind of going together, and then I saw one get gunned down. It's like, oh no, private, you know, yeah, 
Barkowski or whatever it may be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that aspect of the game where it, it kind of... Um, it gives gives a, a non-character some character. Yeah. It's sort of like... I, can put it. Uh, I can't remember what they're called, but like generative stories. Where like hmm. you kind of you're generating the story from the Yourself. gameplay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I did appreciate yeah, that was that was cool. I appreciate how you could put a couple bullets in your guys by accident and they wouldn't die immediately. Yeah. That made because it a couple of I've times. shot Cap Price quite a few times. Oh yeah. Well, like those main the main characters I don't think will ever go down. You'll just get a like friendly fire is not okay if you just purposely shoot them um but like like those random privates or whatever if you shoot them in the head they die oh yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah um yeah what do you i mean I, this this game kind of came at a time like you know halo 3 was coming out um Medal of Honor was kind of wrapping up around that time. How did you how do you feel that this game doesn't include aside from the AC one thirty section, any type of like vehicle combat or interaction? I think that it um like it fits the tone of the game that it didn't have any. Mm-hmm. And like the kind of the story that it was trying to tell. I don't think that the gameplay would have been enhanced by having a vehicle. Okay. Because, like, as much as I've been saying, it is trying to show a realistic, um, and if I had a Jeep, I would just run everyone over. Right. That's a good point. <laughs> so I don't know what they did for the later ones, but, um, yeah, I, well, it could damage the sense of realism. Absolutely. I feel like one thing for me when I play games where you can, like, get in any vehicle it does break that realism, right? For example, I was playing a few months ago Battlefield Five, and in uh, in one level, you know, you can go from a, a jeep to a tank to a plane, and and your guy goes like, uh, "Must be crazy taking this plane to try and blow these guys up," but he's never flown a plane before, and he just knows how. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, like, okay, it's a game, whatever, but like when you're trying to get that sense of realism and, and immersion that kind of breaks it right because like even the main character is like what the heck am i doing but then you just fly off in the plane <laughs> so yeah yeah no uh and could you imagine like you know how in halo you can just flip a warthog by pressing a button you just <laughs> flip the jeep it wouldn't fit that'd be funny yeah no it wouldn't you're right yeah Huh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I had. Well, just well, yeah. Cars on fire are the worst. Cars on fire. What about what about the dogs? Do you like the dogs? The dogs weren't too bad. No. I mean, like bad. you feel bad. Well, a little bit. I don't. Just like a little bit. Mm. Oh, did you did you <laughs> listen to the credits? No. The music in the credits. Oh, 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 the you mean the rap? Yeah. That's a great point, but go ahead. Go I was like 
what, what what is going on? What what is this? I was so confused. <laughs> okay, this is really funny. I used to love that rap back in the day. I had it on my iPad. Okay. Um, but listening listening to it again, it's like the most egotistical, arrogant credit theme I think that has ever been introduced. Yeah. So it, for those of you who don't know, it's a rap by one of the characters in the game who also happens to be based on and voiced uh, by an employee of um, Infinity War at the time. And so the but the rap is about the game. And so it like takes audio cues from the game. Uh it references like Call of Duty and and how cool Infinity or um Modern Warfare is or Infinity War um Infinity Ward is. It's really like this like self edifying song that has a cool beat. Yeah. I'll admit I like the song, but it was it was just uh it was it was I was like, Oh what what is this? So yeah, that was that was funny. Yeah. Oh, and I played like a couple matches of the multiplayer. Just okay. just like a team deathmatch. And I I didn't do I got a couple kills, which That's I was good. I was proud of, and uh I got killed by a sniper a whole lot. Yeah. And I looked after the game and he got something like thirty kills. Oh my goodness. And it was to seventy five kills. Wow. So, like, it was crazy. Hmm. So, this game originally was bundled with in- Infinite Warfare, and and it was, at that time, the only way you could um, get the game. Yeah. Is if you bought the special edition of Infinite Warfare. Um, that, that, that raised a bit of controversy. To me, I don't really feel like that's that big of a deal. Um, did But they released it later on, did they? It was quite a while later. Uh, I feel like... Uh, let me see if I can find the date here. It was probably at least a year later. Okay. Wow. Um, shoot, I can't find the date here. But uh, they did eventually release it later. Okay. Uh, oh, on June 27th, 2017. On the PlayStation and then the following month for Xbox. Okay. So, I mean, that's about six, seven... Eight months, so that's a substantial like exclusivity window for buying Infinite Warfare. Yeah, but I I don't really think that that's anything too egregious. Like I obviously they want to push sales of their new title, um, and one one commentator made a good point. They don't want to self cannibalize either, right? No. They don't want you to buy Modern Warfare Remastered and not Infinite Warfare or vice versa. So to me, it's not a big deal. But there, there was quite a bit of, of controversy um, because the remaster of the game, um, they also remastered the original DLC maps, but they don't include them in the remastered version. They are additional content that you have to purchase. That's a little lame. Yeah. And also, they also introduced microtransactions, which... Yeah, I saw I a little bit of that. Yeah. So a lot of people were like, Why? this is setting a bad precedent. A, that you're remastering a game with... You know, all you're doing is upscaling it and adding in all this. The only thing you're adding in is microtransaction content, so to make more money. I mean, they probably had to rebuild the game from the ground up. Yeah, well, that's fair. But uh, <laughs> depending on the, the yeah, engine, you're right. and... you're, I mean, it's it was a ten-year-old game at the time, absolutely for sure. Um, 
and then the the to me the big thing of course i think is the dlc map so like i feel like those should have been included in the base game um i agree but i, I mean it's it's a different story if they put out totally new maps you know maybe they take maps from modern warfare 2 and release it afterwards you know after the remastered version comes out it's maps not originally included in the original game but yeah so that caused a bit of a bit of controversy as as it were but i mean i think that's i mean downloadable content is it's such a hot topic in microtransactions in particular so yeah i don't know if there's any right right way to do it it's very tough seems yeah like there just doesn't seem to be a way that makes everyone happy but at the same time people buy microtransactions yeah they do it because it works yeah like the companies wouldn't keep using it if it didn't work in at least enough capacity to make a good profit and i and i think i think just making games has become more expensive oh yeah you know, even though the markets become larger and larger, you know, the the amount of games you need to sell in order to make a return is is substantial, particularly for AAA titles, right? Oh yeah. Um and the cost like of I, the cost of uh buying a game hasn't gone up just that much. Right, cuz well, yeah, cuz the consumer will only pay so much, which is why, you know, they they introduced these new Deluxe editions, gold editions, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um. Well, I think I think Metal Gear Solid Five, if I remember correctly, that game cost eighty million dollars to produce and develop. Wow. Which is enormous. Yeah, that's Even huge. If, you know, if they sold ten million copies in America, they still made they only made sixty million dollars. <laughs> Right, so they got, it's got to sell enormously well, you know. That's one example, but you know, you look at other AAA titles. I don't think it's that, you know. Maybe it's double what a normal game might take. I don't know, but that's you know we're well, talking. I about, think the average we're about, the yeah. average cost right now for a developer um, for a month is ten thousand dollars. For a single developer. For a single developer. Wow. So then you think they have 800 people on the project? 500 people? Well, it depends. It, probably not that many. This is not Ubisoft. Um, but it's big. It's a big enough number to make a significant difference. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you got to think of all the steps. You know, from concept to post post game launch all the different level of and and types of people involved from concept artists to musicians to dialogue directors to you know storyboard writers to the actual development of the game i mean the development of the game probably doesn't i don't know what the percentage might be but you know once and then once the game is even out you know you've got a community manager you've got patch releases and and bug fixes and all that stuff even after the game and you've made the sale you are still expected to attend to yep so i understand i understand the desire to get get some more return i just think 
people don't like to feel like they're being ripped off. No. And and it and it's a hard balance to strike for sure. So you don't want to feel like you're being nickel and dimed either. No. And and again, I think we can look at some really good examples of microtransactions. Um, I mean, if you if you want to look at a good example, just look at any free to play game. Look at look at League of Legends. You know, that game is what probably one of the top ten most profitable games and has been for. I think it's what, the, fallen the a little bit out of grace, but I don't really know. I just haven't heard I've, a lot about it lately. I mean, I, I mean, aside from the esports angle, I'm sure it still makes significant coins oh, yeah. on skins. Like it's still going. So things, absolutely. So I mean, there are there are right ways to do it, and I mean, of course, that's a free game. So people are maybe I know my myself am more inclined to microtransact on a free game than I am on a paid game. Yeah. So you know, take it as you were, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's a difficult process. Yeah. So um so what do you think if you had to give this game a rating, what would it be? On our patented scale. I have an idea of what I would choose. Okay. Why don't you go first? I would say I would give it a teddy. Okay. Um, because like there are elements of it that I really do like. Um, <laughs> okay. And there are elements of it that still rub me the wrong way, but okay. I can like yeah. see why they're there. Yeah. So, I feel like it's it's fairly representative. I feel like I would give it a chie. Okay. I feel like, you know, it's it's, you know, chie loves kung fu movies, and she wants to learn how to kung fu kick, and so. I think I think, you know, there is a a love that most players have with this game of, of like shoot shoot like being a soldier and being being a you know a war hero. So also green and green, it kind of fits together. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think if, on that scale, that's where I would put it. Okay, yeah, um, I can see that. I, I think just generally speaking, I do believe Modern Warfare has is one of the most probably the most influential games that came out maybe not even just for first person shooters but i think just in general last decade um it was uh yeah it was pretty widely discussed yeah absolutely and 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 so were its sequels and we can probably talk about that later but um just the, the way it handled you know the the player death, the the Gilly mission, the AC one thirty, all those things, um, I think really stood out to players at the time as being new and unique. And you know it was coming out in a brand new console generation, so it was, it was just I think a really well received game at the time. You know when multiplayer also was becoming more and more prominent. So um, I think to me, if I were going to grade it on a regular scale, it would be probably a solid nine. Um, in terms of its place in history, it's definitely significant. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and and in terms of the remaster, if we want to talk about that, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a it, it's a perfectly good remaster. Um, I can't think of anything they could have done to make it any better. Um, Not really. Yeah. It, 
So I, I, I commend them for a, a solid remaster. I didn't really play the multiplayer, so the microtransactions and the DLC don't affect me personally. Um, I do think they added in some multiplayer modes. I could be incorrect. Because um, I don't think Prop Hunt was an original game mode in 2007, but they have it in there now. So I played a round of that and didn't really like it. But Okay. Yeah, but... Yeah, all in all, I, I, I personally would, would recommend this game. Um, if if you are a fan of Call of Duty, if you're a fan of shooters... Um, it's Is it still free on PS Plus? Um, I, I think, think it so. was... Or was it last month? I think that was last month. I think it was February. Okay. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be it'll be April anyhow. So, um, yeah. But I mean, I'm surprised this game was free for PS Plus. To be honest. Yeah, it was. It's a pretty big title. Yeah. Although I, I mean, Sony and and Call of Duty have have, have tried to do that quite a bit, um, in the past, like exclusive content for one month. Um, recently they put out, they put, uh, Call of Duty 3 for free on PS Plus when they announced COD 4, or Black Ops 4, excuse me, Black Ops 3. Oh yeah, I think I picked that up, can't remember. Yeah, so they've done a few things like that where, you, you know, they're trying to just promote, you know, build goodwill for fans of the franchise, franchise and, and bring new people in, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking at other franchises that have yearly releases i think call of duties i mean yeah maybe is it as high as it used to be i don't know um but it's at least maintained quite well over the past decade comparatively to other games that you know have had to rework that formula or have not been successful so yeah no it's definitely a name that like you still know yeah at least we still know yeah <laughs> but yeah so would you would you recommend a gram or would you say for people who are like you maybe give it a pass i'd say that like definitely for if you're if you're a fan of call of duty you already know that you probably want to play the game um i think it was an interesting experience like and it was definitely thought-provoking mm. um so in that sense, I would still recommend it because there's something that you could learn from it. Even if you don't, like, if, if you agree or if you disagree, you're still going to learn something about how you view this kind of thing. So in that sense, I would I would recommend it. That's fair. I, I, I do think that... It's, it's a good, fun game, too. Yes, it is. I do think that in terms of the story... I mean, th- thinking back on it now, it, the game is not very. It doesn't get caught up in the politics of the situation, really. Like in in the minutia of it, it's just like okay, bad guy, uh, performs a coup, takes over this this Middle Eastern country. We're invading it because this guy's bad news and he's got nuclear weapons. Oh, these Russians are like in a civil war. Well, we don't really care about the civil war. We're just kind of here trying to do what we need to do you know it doesn't really break down into like it doesn't need to be more complicated than that than what it is yeah exactly exactly so no yeah for sure yeah so i i personally i do hope they remaster modern warfare 2 because that game in particular holds kind of like a 
a dear spot in my heart. So, or at least that nostalgia of it does. So nice. But, uh, yeah, yeah we'll I hope see. so too. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Absolutely, that and World at War. I loved World of War as well. So, but uh, yeah. Anyways, um, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, sorry, Graham, do you have any final comments? Nope, go for it. Okay. Um, if you uh, like the episode, please do let us know. You can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever social media platform you like to use, except all the others than the ones I just mentioned. Uh, we're there. Um, yeah, so please leave us a comment. Tell a friend. That's how we grow, and we do appreciate you uh, listening and uh, supporting us. So have a good night, everyone. Yep, good night.